The Old Testament reading is from Isaiah chapter 12. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. This is the word of the Lord. For our final week of Advent, our final midweek, that is, um, we go to Isaiah. We go to Isaiah, an Old Testament book. People sometimes are shocked. Can the Old Testament pull the whole show? He's going to the Old Testament. Whoa, I thought we were Christian. Yes, we're doing Isaiah instead of a gospel book tonight. And that's because Isaiah is dripping with the gospel. In fact, the church has always called the book of Isaiah, in love, the fifth gospel. Because it speaks so much of Jesus Christ. This is the one, right? This is the most, the most popular scroll. If you ever remember the Qumran uh, find, when they found all those scrolls of the Old Testament in a cave, in the Middle East, right? If you, if you remember that, when that happened recently, sort of recently, the most popular scroll was the scroll of Isaiah because it spoke of a Messiah that was to come, a suffering servant who would take on the sins of all of Israel and die for them and take them away. In it, we find the most concrete Old Testament images of our beloved Jesus Christ. I've already mentioned the suffering servant, that one who takes away the sin of the world, the one who takes on the wrath of God and for our sake gladly takes it and disposes of it forever in love. So the chapter before this one, chapter 12, it describes the most or one of the most famous prophecies that we read around Christmas time. I'm pretty sure Lorraine will be reading it on Saturday. It's the, the prophecy from Isaiah that the shoot will come from the stump of Jesse. Right? The Messiah, Jesus Christ, who will be born of a virgin. Chapter 11 ends by describing how God will lead his people in a new exodus through water to salvation. And so tonight's reading, 
tonight's prayer, tonight's prayer of praise, is the sum of chapter 12, what comes immediately after it. And this chapter 12 is the new hymn of praise, the new song for a brand new exodus. Maybe you remember, after in the events of Exodus, the people of Israel go through the split Red Sea. They come out on the other side. Right? Miriam starts shaking a tambourine. And Moses sings a song to celebrate. Well, this song that we just read through, that we'll pray in a bit, we'll sing. This is the new one. The new song, not of Moses, but of this Messiah who's going to lead the people through new water to deliverance. A new exodus. Exodus from death to life. Exodus out of darkness into light. Exodus from earth to heaven. Exodus from sin to forgiveness and peace. The exodus of Jesus Christ on the cross, through death, through resurrection, to be seated at the right hand of his Father, to watch over you, to love you, to deliver you from sin and from every evil. Isaiah prophesies powerfully in this reading of that great day of Jesus' crucifixion, that great day of atonement or paying for sin. He says, you will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for through you, or though you were angry with me, though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. It's hard to read this and maybe at first understand that it's talking about the crucifixion of Jesus, that the Lord would be angry with you and that his anger would be turned away and this be for your comfort. But on the cross, all of the anger and wrath of God was poured out in its fullness on Jesus Christ, God's only son. It was poured out on him instead of you, instead of me. And that's the gospel. Why would this happen? Because Jesus is our suffering servant. He is the one that Isaiah spoke of, that God promised by his words. Jesus is the pioneer. Right? He's the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. That's what Hebrews says. They translated as pioneer because he went first into death and out of it into new life, resurrection. He went where no one had gone before, into death and back out again. He for joy endured that cross. He despised its shame and now he is seated at the right hand of God. The father sent him. He accomplished our salvation, and the Holy Spirit delivers the benefits to you for your comfort. And so we sing praise in response. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. 
Let's unpack the word salvation. It means to be delivered, to be rescued from your enemies. And so the people, right, they were delivered from Pharaoh. They were delivered from wicked kings. They were delivered from Nebuchadnezzar. And Jesus would deliver them from Herod and Caesar. Yes, God acted in mighty deeds. He would do grand extravagant things like part the Red Sea to deliver from Pharaoh. He would lead his people on dry land through water and then close that water on Pharaoh and his armies. But his final act of salvation would star himself. God would not send someone else to do his mighty deeds like he had done before. He would not send a hero or a prophet or a prince. God himself has come down to earth and he has become like you or I in Jesus Christ our Lord. He has become my salvation. And we stand on this side of Jesus's atoning sacrifice on the cross and we sing a new song We sing a new hymn, not like Moses, not like Isaiah, but a new hymn for a new and final exodus. We follow Jesus. We follow Jesus through the waters, whether they be through the Red Sea or Noah's flood or what all of those point to which is your baptism. We follow him through those waters and they wash away your sin. It's killed. We follow Jesus to Jerusalem, to his holy temple, to the fields and mountains where he preaches and teaches. We follow Jesus to his table where, he, where we eat and drink of his life-giving body and blood. We follow Jesus to Calvary. We follow him to his death. We follow him into a tomb, the tomb that he could never afford. And we rest with Jesus. But we follow Jesus out of the grave. We follow him out of the tomb. And we follow him into new life, into eternal life. And there he remains. And so shall you forever. Isaiah says, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. All of this is supposed to be joyful. It's supposed to make you glad. Hearing his word, singing his word, reading his word, eating and drinking his word, feeling his word on your skin. With joy, you'll sing it. His words, the everlasting water of life, you'll drink deeply and will satisfy you. With joy, you will remember the new life you were joined to in your baptism. And so with joy, you'll proclaim, give thanks to Jesus Christ. We don't have to say Lord anymore instead of Yahweh 
for the name Yahweh is rightfully his. Give thanks to Jesus Christ. Call upon his name. You will make known his deeds to all you meet, as Isaiah says. For he has done gloriously. He has passed from death to life. He has defeated the enemy. He has defeated what we've always been afraid of, getting sick, growing old, death. He has defeated it. It's conquered. And he's taken us with. Jesus Christ is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. And he invites you to make him yours too. Amen.